So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that has already told you. Has it? Have you? I don't remember. Nigel Mansell's the best, we said. Remember? Oh, I do recall you mentioning him once or twice, yeah. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that will not be asked again. Who's the best? Ricardo Patrese. No, no. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. Thanks to Monaco, we will not be doing this episode. No, we all remember what happened at Monaco. Do you know, I really don't we remember don't what, happened, what happened, happened at Monaco. Monaco. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. If Kevin Magnussen was a podcast, it wouldn't be this one because we are not number one. Wasn't there a time a few years ago where we were we were on the front page of, of iTunes once? It was years ago. That was when iTunes still existed. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the podcast F1 deserves. I am Chico Ayers and I will not fucking tell you again. Today, from our usual comfortable chairs, we are going to talk about the Brazilian Grand Prix. Wait, no, the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. What? When did that happen? Fuck off. It is the Brazilian Grand Prix and seemingly out of nowhere. It was a corker. Great qualifying, great race and even a great sprint. And despite everything going so brilliant... Max Verstappen still managed to be a dick. We're going to talk about that, and to be honest, that'll probably take us up to the hour. That is all to come. (laughs) Joining me is a man who has had an MOT. It is Phil Tromans. Not only did my car have an MOT this week, uh, you know, the the BMW of Tomb, passed, no advisories, excellent news. I had an MOT as well, because as an old man... In the UK, you're advised to have a health check on the NHS every, uh, well, basically when you turn 40, which I did a while ago, but it was during the pandemic. But um, I went and had a went and had a free check on the NHS to see how I was doing. They took some blood. There was no dodgy stuff. I thought there was going to be a little bit of, but there was none of that. It was just taking your blood and doing your blood pressure and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of blood stuff, basically. How's um, your blood? Just to see how I am. It's actually, it's, all, it's not bad. I was pretty impressed. It was all right. Everything was normal, apart from uh, they told me I drink too much. So... Um, did you not lie? I've only, got single, lies I've only got a single whisker. No, I told the truth because I was like, well, who am I, who am I lying to? I'm only lying to myself. <laughs> well, you're lying to the government surveillance people. <laughs> well, they said that the nurse said to me, well, that's too much. And also, here's your blood results that say you drink too much alcohol and your liver isn't working quite as well as it should do. <sighs> um, but nothing too much to worry about and you can bring it back down. So I'm having half a whiskey, a single, single shot of whiskey. That looks like half a pint from here. The bad cholesterol's a bit high as well, but still within normal levels. So I'm having too many, too many big cheeses. Apparently, you want some Kellogg's Octavia? Apparently, that or Benicol. Apparently, they recommended. Yeah. I don't Benidorm. know if they're sponsored or anything, but uh, but yeah, I just I just wanted to sort of recommend to anyone if you if you're old like me and Terry and increasingly Chica, go get checked out. Make sure everything's uh, as it should be. Oh, everything is not as it should be for me. What have you been up to, Terry? And alongside him is a man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I wrote it down. Diversion the script there. Alongside him is a man who found a small bag of crisps. It's Terry Saunders. All right. If you're listening from England, you can probably ignore the next couple of minutes. But if you're in Germany, I've been in Germany for the last two. I've been in Germany two years now. And one of the things that I've been homesick about is small bags of crisps. You cannot get small bags of crisps in Germany. I may have mentioned this on a podcast before because it's all I ever fucking talk about. You How can big only get are they? Big bags of crisps. Like you can only get, you know, like a big, like Sharing. a big big sharing bag of crisps yeah. that's all you can buy at supermarkets you can mm. only buy big what? bags of crisps they don't do like meal deal size bags of crisps they don't do meal deals sandwiches you what? supermarkets barely do sandwiches there's no such thing as like a microwave meal in berlin it's what it's 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 a different it's a foreign country for it's a foreign country <laughs> it's almost like it is <laughs> but you can't get a small bags of crisps not in the supermarket not in the news agents not anywhere and sometimes you just want a small bag of crisps you know you don't always want to have a big bag but then the other day I was hungover and I did a very rare thing of going into like a fast food outlet because I don't normally do that. And I went to a subway and as I was like paying for the meal, I noticed that under the subway counter, they sell the only small bags of like Lay's crisps I have seen in all of Germany. And I am so happy. Wow. 
They're American, aren't they? American flavors. They're the American Walkers, aren't they? I mean, the Ooh. flavors aren't the same. And was it as good as you remembered? No, because they're not as good as British crisps, but they're definitely better than no crisps or too many crisps. Few crisps is better than too many crisps. That's that's what I saw. Chica, it's been going on with you. I have decided to stop swearing as much. Fuck off. Um, I know. Um, no, that's <laughs> no, that's not fair. Um, because I figured that. Oh, it's not fair, is it? Go on. What are you going to say to him? What are you going to say about it? <laughs> I can say, that's not very friendly, Terry. Don't talk to me like that because it's rude. Mm, you're right. You sound like Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? because I decided that when... Well, because when babies can talk... I don't, well, I don't know when... Mm. Is that like one? I don't think they do. Yeah, I no, can't, can't remember. I'm not okay, sure they well, When do they talk. can, then you've probably got to stop swearing around them. In theory, yes. And so, but the trouble is, when they can talk, you want to swear more. Yeah, but that's the thing is, you can't just go cold turkey one day. So probably got to sort of tone it down. So we've come up with a plan to just sort of steady it a bit. So like, you can't say, see. So we can't say like, see you next Tuesday unless you've got a really good like, unless you can justify it. Yeah, unless the baby's being really annoying. Hang on, when you say see you next Tuesday, you mean. The word, yeah, yeah. I don't I think say like, you can, I'll see I, you next Tuesday because yeah, then that's because I, I don't think no yeah, offense to your baby, that. but I don't think she'll be sophisticated enough. He'll I mean, be she's a he, enough. so I, know. <laughs> 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 I don't look. I'm just very conscious of gender. It doesn't matter nowadays. No, it yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. To listeners' corner, just don't deliberately crash there because we will remember and we will throw it back at you in several months' time. Let's start with the man who won the championship and was off pace in Brazil, but couldn't resist stealing all the headlines. Max Verstappen. He refused a team order to let teammate Sergio Perez through and help his fight for second in the championship. The world was unimpressed. So Stuart Murray said Max had his reason, and that reason is he's a bellend. And Tim Ecott said... I think I've worked out what's happening here. Christian, Helmut and Max are having a competition to see who can do the most damage to the Red Bull brand. Christian was leading, but to be fair, Max played a blinder this weekend. Bernard Waugh says, From my extensive research analysis on popular TV, I feel Max should be warned that it doesn't always end well for posh boys who make enemies of Mexicans. Tim Reller says... Verstappen's career is going to go all Alonso. Now he's got two world titles, asterisk of course. He's going to think the team owes him everything. He already did, but now his ego's on steroids. His ego's on steroids, so he'll be off to Ferrari soon when Merck beat Red Bull next year and he pisses everyone off. Richard Stevenson says, Me thinks Verstappen is a bit thick. The ruthless Michael Schumacher knew throwing the lackey a bone or two once. The title was won, helped to keep him in servitude for the following season. Jason Birkinshaw said, So, mouth breather Max admits to hitting Lewis on purpose, disobeys team orders, and, in a roundabout way, tells the world he knows Checo cheated in Monaco. He brings shame upon his home country of Belgium. And Ernst here <laughs> says, No matter how much racing greatness Yuki Tsunoda or Nick de Vries might ever achieve in Formula One, Max Verstappen will always be the smallest world champion in history. Ouch. Well, and that comes from a Dutchman. That's from a Dutch name. <laughs> wow. wow. I mean, I don't, I genuinely, because I sort of curate some of these comments from our Facebook page, I think we've had more comments on this particular week's uh, one than any time before. People are, uh, and most of them are about Verstappen, not about Magnussen, not about uh, not about George Russell winning his first race or anything. It's all Sorry. about Verstappen being a douche. Because it is just just about the most douchiest thing I think I've ever seen a driver do. Wow! Not because it's the act itself was douchiest. It's just the pointlessness of being a douche over exactly. sixth place with your teammate when you've won the championship. It's just yeah, it's over most... something that was happened six, that may or may not have happened six months ago. Yeah, and it's just like the absolute. Like, like the comment, you know, about um, Schumacher knowing to throw your bones to the lackey. You know, it's 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 actually a no-brainer to, you know, we, we, I mean, there was talk last week of will Max Verstappen allow 
Perez to win the Mexican Grand Prix. And now it's turned to, you won't even let him have sixth in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a douche move, isn't it? Like, yeah. and, it's, and when you look back, I can't remember who it was, it might have been ESPN, who listed the number of times that Perez has gone out of his way to help Verstappen and played the, you know, as number two drivers go, I th- you can't really ask for much better than Perez. Yeah. Like, he's done everything he doesn't often get a chance to win and even when he does he often gives that away to try and you know the, Abu Dhabi last year when Verstappen won the title you know it was after Perez heroically held up Hamilton for ages and okay. for him to suddenly pull this out of the bag I mean but, it, I, it wasn't exactly my favorite driver before but Jesus Christ you won't help him again though will he I if he, if wouldn't he need, be surprised if he, if he goes to. out of his way to absolutely knacker him yeah but the trouble is the trouble is you can only get away with doing this if you're really, really good. Mm. Do you think, like, what do you think happened in the debrief? Do you think he actually got a bollocking or do you think... Well, the trouble is, again, I think he's he's really, really good and Red Bull knows he's really, yeah. really good. And they know that without him, I mean, they've got Perez and a few, you know, Alpha Tauri drivers. So he can, he's he's good enough and he's successful enough that he can basically do whatever he wants. I mean, do you remember? Do you remember? Oh, whenever it was when Vettel was playing the douchebag and when he was at Red Bull and in his glory days, and Horner was on the radio going, "Seb, come on, come on, Seb, this is silly." And honest, Vettel was just like, "No, I'm going to do what I want." This is the same, but worse. They've made a rod worse, for their own back. To be honest, I think. Look, I'm not a management consultant. I don't think Red Bull are going to want me to come in and. Oh, I imagine if they got me to come in, that'd go in. But, you know, they don't need to bollock him. They don't actually need to kind of tell him off. They just need to kind of make him realise how stupid he's being. You know what I mean? It's like they actually need to give him a good, like a fatherly talking to. And by that, I mean a real dad, not like Jos Verstappen leaving him. Yes, about sticking him inside of a service station in Italy. (laughs) And just kind of saying, do you know what? If you piss off Perez and next year you need him and he won't do it for you, you're going to lose another championship. Because Perez isn't going to win a championship. It looks like from this week that Mercedes have sorted some of their problems out. So it's probably going to be a closer fight next year. And obviously there's Ferrari. But, um, you know, he will need a good wingman next year. And he's just pissed off his wingman for no for sixth place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's shitting. But could, it be a, um, could it be a Red Bull driver 1-2 in the championship? Well, it could be. So I mean, if, if, if he'd given him that place this weekend, then it would be at the moment. But at exactly. the moment, Perez so the fact he's jeopardising that. Leclerc equal on points. Yeah, it's stupid. I think, I think he but, should get, you know, I think Horner should take yeah, him but aside. What, but realistically, what can what can Horner do? What can well, he's not gonna, do? Well, he's not going to leave, is he? This happens not Well, no, gonna... probably... No, but probably not. But, I mean, let's be honest. If he did leave, he could go absolutely any team. Any team would have him. Unless he gets to the point where he keeps doing it and becomes as... as um, Tim Rendler said, it's basically going to be Alonso, get two yeah. world championships, annoy everyone and be basically unemployable I mean, I, I, uh, honestly, in the future. I, I quite like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see it as well. You know, I, I know okay. we, we sort of sometimes veer into the fantastical every now right, and again, but I can absolutely see that happening. 2024, we'll see Fernando Alonso on a triumphant, <laughs> another final team change to Red Bull, swapping with <laughs> Verstappen going to Aston Martin. Do you, th- you think Alonso is going to last two seasons at Aston Martin? No, it's like, no, 20, that's what I mean, 2024. So he'll do one season at Aston Martin oh, yeah, and yeah. blow it all up. Verstappen <laughs> will go, oh, I like what that guy does. I'm going to blow up my team. Well, then they're going to swap. Maybe they'll start their own team. They'll get Bla- Briatore to come in and start a new team with Alonso and Verstappen as the No, drivers. do you know what? It'll be 2024, it'll be Alonso at Red Bull, which will be the start of Red Bull's heroic decline. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll finish seventh in the championship. Yeah. Honda will have come back and therefore, of course, <laughs> be instantly terrible again. Uh, it is, I mean, you know, it's great content. But it's like, I, I listened to that and I was like, wait, what? What? I mean, what could he have possibly done? Like, did he has he stolen Kevin? Has, has Perez stolen Kelly PK now? Is that is that what's going on? I mean, do you know, I watched the Monaco Grand Prix. I watched the qualifying. I don't remember this Perez crashing controversy at all because the problem. Well, with having, picked up on it then, really, did they? The problem with having three thousand races a year is that feels like twenty six years ago, and I just don't <laughs> know what happened. You know. Well, I, re- I remember it happening because he came around the corner and, and loads of people got stuck, and and that basically gave Perez. It was, I think, they were at the time we might have been joking that there was was a little bit of the Schumacher thing going on there. And, you know, subsequently it seems that maybe it was. But even so, if you if you weigh that up against the number of times that Perez has helped, I think he's still got quite a lot of credit, so it's still a douchey thing to do. What a dick. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Moving on, wasn't it a good race weekend? Even the sprint was good. Drew Stern, oft of this parish, says... The whole race felt like a trailer for the 2023 season. Mercedes returned to form, infighting at Red Bull, Ferrari being Ferrari. Can't wait. And Ben Turnbull says, It was actually a great weekend of motor racing. Next season is going to be great, possibly. And Elaine Malthus-Jones says, I used to dread them, but this GP made me love sprint weekends. K-Mag on pole, George winning, then winning again. What a blast. Discuss. Are sprints good now? Well, sprints are good at a track where racing is good. And racing is yeah. really good at Interlagos. I think mm-hmm. it's as simple as that. You want, <clears throat> I think for a sprint, you need a short track where there's a lot of overtaking and a lot of curves, and ideally in Brazil. So where else could they do good ones? Um, Rio? Other, yeah, other Brazilian tracks. <laughs> what was the other one that they used to race at? Uh, Jacare Pagua, was it called? Good, ages good ago attempt, yeah. i can't remember if it was i can't remember if it was a good track or not but um yeah, that seems like a good place to start there's probably a couple of other little regional tracks kicking around it's quite a big country it's just doing more yeah. there i think there was something just about the idea that you could race because <clears throat> i think with the sprinters you've got to be able to race hard and fast you've got to race immediately can't you because you know you've got to be able no to fucking about straight at it but where else maximum they, attack where all else the way they do the races the sprint races this year oh, I don't Silverstone, because that feels like it should be the same did they do one at Silverstone I, I genuinely I've can't just, remember I've just said that but I don't know <laughs> that I mean that would seem no on the face of it to good. be a good a good place yeah. uh, no they didn't they did uh, Emilia Romagna at Imola and Austria and you'd see you'd think wow the trouble is the, the Red Bull ring it's quite hard to overtake there isn't it exactly so you want a good overtaking so mm. and Imola as well I can't remember Imola's not amazing is it yeah, I think it should be Silverstone, Spa, and Belgium. Classics. And Belgium. Spa and Belgium. No, Silverstone. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that Silverstone, out. Spa, and Belgium is Silverstone, what Silverstone, <laughs> Spa, Francorchamps, and Belgium. <laughs> okay, that's cleared that up. And a race at the Somme. Um, <laughs> but Drew... Drew, thank you for listening. Um, I agree entirely with what you're saying about Mercedes... They seem to be coming back. Red Bull are falling apart, and Ferrari, uh, yeah, like you say, being Ferrari. I think you're right. I think this is like the tra- the season's over. This is just like a fuck about trader for the next, you know. I mean, that it does wet the appetite a bit, doesn't it? It's a good little cliffhanger. It, well, I mean, we still got Abu Dhabi, which could ruin everything. But this, well, the thing is, this year, let's face it, has been shit. Not because the racing's been shit. There have been some good races. The new regs are very good and very exciting, and the overtaking, all the things are working. But the problem this year is. Red Bull were amazing. Ferrari had a great car and fucked it up. And Mercedes had a shit car and they managed to get it back. So it wasn't the kind of the fight from last year that we expected. It was basically, you know, Max Verstappen has walked it. He's got like double the points of the second place person. And it's been a bit lackluster for that reason. But this is shaping up that maybe next year will be more interesting. Mm. And especially if Perez is going to go over, have the hump over the winter. Like yes, comes back and it's just absolutely you know, uh, Vettel Webber levels of um, yeah, or, or Alonso, um, every teammate he's ever had. Verstappen needs to make Perez win Abu Dhabi, even if they're both in sixth and seventh. He's got to go out and just like kamikaze through all the other cars until there's only Perez left, act like a bodyguard just to shepherd him through. Yeah, and then <laughs> on the podium he's got to give him a blowjob, and that's the only way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perez is going to be like, all right, I'll help you next year. <laughs> Drive to survive is going to be amazing. But then maybe Perez would be like, oh, you're my bitch now. I'm going to be the champion next year. The more I think about it, the more I want to see Verstappen and Alonso as teammates. Can you imagine? No, the more I think about it, the more I just want Verstappen to have a hostile teammate. Actively <laughs> but a really good hostile teammate. Oh. And who would that be? Alonso. I mean, that would be absolutely incredible. And who like who's the who's the like absolute biggest wanker of a team boss? Like Bra- Bra- Briatore was a dick, but not in the same way. Who would be the team boss that was like the equivalent? I'm trying to think. I mean, Ghost maybe Enzo Ferrari. Williams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or, or yeah, Enzo Ferrari, or who else was a knobber? I can't remember. It's not been that man. Right in. I mean, imagine if Ron Dennis came back to manage Verstappen and Alonso at a new team called the Ron Rons. <laughs> <laughs> the Ron Ron. They do Ron Ron Ron. Muckle Ron Ron. 
I reckon bring Sir Alex Ferguson in. I think he'd be pretty good. I think bring Elon Musk in. (laughs) (laughs) So, so another news. Who's been shit this year and might be fired? That's right. Mattia Binotto. Word on the street. And by street, I mean an Italian newspaper. Is that Binotto is going to be binned at the end of the year and replaced by none other than Fred Vasser from Alfa Romeo. Makes sense because I think we all know that... Because I think we all know how great a job Alfa has done this year, right? Anyway, Ferrari says the rumour are totally without foundation. Do we believe them? Yes, 100% believe them. Why? Can't wait. It's going to be hilarious. Well, I mean, it's so almost ludicrous that I think it must be true. Because if you think of all the people that could replace Binotto at Ferrari, and okay... They've made a lot of mistakes this year, but they have made a big, you know, a decent car. And you think, well, who are they going to get? And they go for, like, the guy who's run a very underwhelming team. And I actually think nobody would make that up. Like, no, nobody would, know, like, oh, everyone will believe that we're going to get the guy from, you know, that it must be true. I'm going to call bullshit here because I think what's happened is that Fred Vasseur has been a bit rubbish. And also, whenever I hear the name Fred Vasseur, for some reason, I picture a vasectomy. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, he's um, the guy who does them. <laughs> yeah, that? But that's basically what Alfa Romeo has been this year, isn't it? It's been a vasectomy of a car. <laughs> got, it looks like a car, but when you put your foot down, you can't make a baby. Right. I'm right. sure Matt would do yeah. that to be funny. <laughs> Good luck, man. The trouble with it is, like, he's been around for quite a while, and yet he is one of the most anonymous team bosses. And like, what's? I'm I'm just looking at his stuff now. He was at Renault when a beatable was there, and he resigned. He looked after building the Formula E cars for the first season, and he did some stuff in GP2. So he's been he's been around in F1 for five, six, seven, some years, and he's done nothing really, has he? No, exactly. But also, let's not forget, Alfa Romeo is about to become Sauber again before becoming Audi. So I've got a suspicion that actually what's happening here is that Peter Sauber is going to come back and run the team for a glorious final two or three years or whatever it is. Oh, he's going to come back and be sixth in the championship. Yeah, again. with Nico Hulkenberg. <laughs> no, is he going to have... I don't know. Anyway, well, just, they're all Nico Hulkenberg in a way, aren't they? But um, <laughs> and I think what's going to happen is Peter Sauber is going to come back for a final two years, which means that Freddie, Freddie Vasectomy is on the way out and people have gone, <laughs> okay, well, Freddie Vasectomy is looking for a job and Ferrari being shit, let's put two and two together. And I, I don't think Ferrari are going to get rid of Bonotto because I don't think Bonotto is the problem. I, think the I problem, mean, he's not, he's not the solution. No, I think the problem is the fact that Ferrari are Italian and they need to, they need to change that. To get but Ferrari the is the problem. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we've discussed this in the past. They are too Italian and working too in Ita- too in Italian away. Yeah. They need Ross Braun back. I mean, but to be honest, is there a more Italian name than Mattia Binotto? <laughs> no, that's true. As, yeah, Fred Vasseur is not. There's not a, an Italian sounding yeah. name at all. Freddie Vasectomy so, or <laughs> Freddie Snip Snips or, or Mattia Parmigiano. <laughs> Good. Tricolore. Mattia Bruschetta. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the team has Binata. heartily denied all the all the all the thing. But they, well, actually, they said they're totally without foundation, but they haven't said no. It's not true. So I expect it to be confirmed after Abu Dhabi. To be honest, for a Ferrari press release that is probably as bad as the Ferrari pit stops. So when they said, <laughs> "Oh, it's totally without foundation," there was another press release coming out about an hour later going, "Sorry, we meant to say totally with foundation." Sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what we meant to say is we welcome Fred Vasseur as the new <laughs> yeah. team principal. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. So, do we have any listeners in Spain? Not sure, but if you are there or going there, and that is specifically Madrid, then keep an eye out for the world's first official Formula One exhibition there, which is opening on the 24th of March and running until the 16th of July. It is going to feature some artefacts and contributions, apparently. Visitors will get a 90-minute experience in six different rooms, and it has been five years in planning, F1 says. Well then, do you know anything about this? It looks like a museum. So it's a museum, it's... it's... Well, it it looks, as far as I can tell, they're very big on words and low on actual content in talking about this. As far as I can tell, it's just like, have you heard about Formula One? Here's a steering wheel. Mm. And I don't know about you, 
But whenever I think of Formula One, I always think Madrid. Yes, artifacts. <laughs> I mean, I am actually. I, I if I was near Madrid, I would actually be like, yeah, I'll go and see this. There's probably like you know Senna's helmet or Fangio's gloves or Nigel Mansell's underwear which, or something. Talking of which, actually, yeah, that helped me because um, I should have shared this with you before, but I've been a bit busy. But they um, they have asked us to supply something for the museum. Oh, I've got loads of stuff. Yeah, so what I've done... I mean, th- their request was a bit weird. It came to me on Facebook Messenger, but they wanted a sperm sample from each of us. So okay. I didn't That's have time to from Chica as well. Yeah. yeah, so I've just sent off three sperm samples, <laughs> and they're going to be in the museum next to, like, Nigel Mansell's pants, which is what I was thinking okay. of. Right. Interesting. And how lucky that those things were together already at your house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're going to have a little bit of difficulty extricating the sperm from the pants. <laughs> You know, I, I, I trust in Formula One's technology. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of thing like, yeah, if it, it kind of if it was in London and I was in London anyway, I'd probably go. Oh, you are so dedicated, Phil. Does it say, well, but does it, if does you it were say, there and, does it say know. it was travelling around or is it going to be permanently in between? No, at the moment it's, I mean, it wouldn't, it, it, surely it should travel around. That makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, why would they only do it once? So, yeah, it probably will come to London and I'll probably swing by. Although, again, like, well, I suppose London doesn't host a Grand Prix. Because, yeah, Madrid seems a weird place. Why not Barcelona, where they have a race? But maybe that's the point. Maybe it's to go to places where there isn't races. Yeah, maybe. Maybe if you've been to... Well, this is it. Like, having been to some races, I'm now like, do I want to go and just see some... Kind of a couple of... of, Some sperm samples (laughs) and a couple of Minardis? I'm not sure I do. But it could be um, fun. If you're going, let us know. Send us a report. I also sent them Keki Rosberg's sperm sample. Oh God! Which was also mine. Basically, there's a room where they've got like all the overalls, and each one's got like a little sperm sample with it. And long story cut short, it's all mine. Yeah, lovely. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for F1 sake or find us on Facebook where we're for F1 sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. Alternatively, though, if you think we are right, then why not buy us a beer, everyone, except Phil, who needs to cut down. But producer Matt can have his. Anyway, thanks to Edward Hales, who says, last time I bought y'all a pint, Terry called me a redneck and it was one of the greatest days of my life. So once again, cheers from Lower Alabama. Thanks for the laughs. Keep up the good work. Hales, the conquering hero. Martin Turner, who says, keep up with the condescending, rude and disrespectful comments. Chica, you need to up your game. Clearly not as condescending, rude and disrespectful as Phil and Terry. Fuck off, Martin. <laughs> Chica, you're not the supposed baby, to be The swearing. baby, the <laughs> baby. Sorry. God. Thank you, Martin. Look, I appreciate the lovely comments and everything, but if you're going to try and goad me into making more disrespectful comments just because you're giving us money, then I'm sorry, you're pathetic. Both of you. <laughs> well, you're both going to be nicer to you've done. Of all the people that are suffering right now, you're giving money to a Formula One podcast, you fucking. No, you could that donate that money to a food bank or like your or the wife. Dog trust. No, or for God's sake, trust. we really want their money. That's true, we do. Times are tough. Times are yeah. tough. So if you want money, I, should we do that? What's that cameo thing? Should we just do a thing where I just call people for a fight? Well, like OnlyFans. <laughs> no, OnlyFans I think is different. I've got to call them <laughs> and have a wank. Which is a tenor. Yes, it's very, it's very, very <laughs> tricky if you uh, if you actually get that old bloke from Neighbours and you get him on the wrong channel. What, Stefan Dennis? Yes. <laughs> Gotta make you feel good. Gotta okay. You... Oh my God, that's going back a bit. Moving on, I've just got Marble One Two Seven here. <laughs> Matt, have you left your password on the uh, <laughs> on the on the script again? Thank you, Marble127. Oh, the I see. No, 127th member of the Marble family. No, I see what's happened here. We've, Because times are tough, we've been donated 127 marbles. I mean, I'm actually all right with Fair that. Enough, I, quite, yeah. I, I used to like marbles as a kid. So, yeah, but it's an odd number. Really How are you going to separate them? I can really imagine you just sat there alone with your marbles. <laughs> <laughs> Steady. Speaking of Kevin Magnuson. <laughs> and thanks to our monthly donors, who are Gabrielle or Gabriel... Rosenkota. Gabriel Rosenkota. I think we've. Yeah, thank you very much, Gab- Gabriel. Gabriel. He's donated before. Well, he's a monthly donator. Of course he is. Michael Perry. 
Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Paul. Paul, Greg Hoffman. Thank you, Greg. Donald Griffin. Thank you, Donald. Not going so well now, is it, Donald? Oh, wrong Donald, sorry. Christopher Beck. Thank you, Christopher. I'm a Christopher baby, so why don't you kill me? Don't kill him. Keith Russell. Thank you, Keith. George Russell's brother that will let us in on all the secrets. That's right. Brad Youngman. Definitely not Alonso's brother. Or young man. (laughs) Join them. Join them all. Head to ff1s.com forward slash pint, pint, pint. This is my teams. (laughs) (laughs) This is my perfect teams. Time. (laughs) Oh, that's one of the best ones we've ever done. Mercedes. Russell was an emotional guy driving a car that was average all the way through the season, but at the end turned out to be great. I think that's got movie potential there, or at least uh, there is potential for an emotional Christmas advert. Do you think Russell thought he could ever win a race this season if you asked him in, say, Spain? No. So, two questions there. Mm-hmm. The idea of George Russell having the charisma to be in the movie makes me feel physically sick. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas advert. I mean... I could maybe see it. A Christmas advert if he's the depressing bit. Okay. <laughs> like, if it's a John Lewis advert and it's all about a little boy loving George Russell and meeting him and then bursting into tears because he's so fucking miserable. And then um, he meets somebody better. Then he meets Nigel Mansell at the end. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? So George Russell's like the tragic bit yeah. of the advert. Okay. Yeah, George Russell's like the homelessness. He's like the, the cost of living crisis. He's the dead mm-hmm. parent, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, yes, George yes, George would have thought he'd, won, he'd win a race this season because he's so bleeding optimistic. Um <laughs> Can I just say, I'm really gutted that Hamilton didn't win this race. And I've realised, in the same way that I hate Max Verstappen, I've got such a grudging respect that's come across, because I used to hate Lewis Hamilton, I thought he was a dick, and over the last kind of five or so years, I've got such a grudging respect for him, I think I'm genuinely upset that he hasn't won a race this year, and I really Mm. hope he manages to win in Abu Dhabi. And I know that makes me, I think that makes me a fan. I I think that makes you a stan. I don't know what Stan means. Can someone I'm not sure Stan? either, but I think it's like Jesus. fan, but spelt differently. What does Stan mean? Uh, it's a um, it's a, a popular name for uh, cool men. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Eminem st- song. I don't really wonder if it does come from that, because he was like an obsessed fan, wasn't he? Yeah. Maybe that's it. I, so none of us actually know. God, no, we, no, are, we have God. We're just saying words to be down with the kids. Cheeky, you used to be the relevant Stan. one. That's all oh, I'm will saying. You shut up, <laughs> Stan. Anyway, Stan, Stan by your man. Stand by me. I think it's about Tuzbekistan. Okay, all right. That could be. Um, so we didn't think he could win a race. I didn't think he would. When, moving on from adverts, did you? No. 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 I, well, no. Actually, I I thought Mercedes would be able to win a race this year. And I would have thought it was Hamilton doing it. Okay. And, and so he might now, have done had he not had his car slightly damaged by Verstappen. Yes. Right. And so now on to purely speculation time. <gasps> Do <gasps> on this podcast. You... No, I know. This podcast is purely in purely informed people. Uh, do you think Abu Dhabi could be a Mercedes race? No. Okay. Wasn't Abu Dhabi the track that Mercedes were always a bit shit at anyway, even when they were really good? Wasn't that one of the races where they always didn't, like, they were only three seconds ahead of everyone? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe. But I think because there's there's one of the longest straights on the calendar at the back, and they don't have that fast a car. So, no, I don't think they will. Do you think, maybe, that, obviously Lewis Hamilton didn't win the race because of Verstappen, etc., etc., but do you think like the opposite of Verstappen this year Lewis Hamilton once he realised he couldn't win the championship he's kind of hear me out here let Russell think he's better than he is so that Russell will be kind of super happy next year and then he's going to fucking destroy him 
<laughs> I mean, possibly. My understanding, genuinely, uh, is that actually the first half of the season, Hamilton was pretty much testing new stuff that Russell didn't always have. Like, Mercedes was just going, fuck, why is our car so slow? Hamilton, try this, try this. Okay, well, this isn't work, let's try this. So I think the reason that, a, a chunk of the reason that Russell's got ahead is that for the first half of the season, Hamilton was basically using completely experimental stuff. Not to take anything away from Russell, who I think has been really good this season, and in this race, drove really well. But I don't think that the, the final positions necessarily reflect how good or bad each of them have been. But Russell did win a race. Mm. Yeah, he did. And well done to him. You know, again, you know, we're talking about good number two drivers. And, you know, you can argue whether actually this year Russell has been number two or number one. The the finishing position suggests that he's, you know, he's number one. But I, th- I think he has been pretty good this season, considering it's his first season in a, in a new team. But, yeah, no, he's been impressive, if not incredibly boring. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was in some ways an incredibly boring victory, like... He was very mature and sensible about the whole thing. He got to the front, he did everything right, all the restarts, the start of the line, did very well. Although, in fairness, the sprint races racing with Verstappen was good. But then he was just like, oh, I'm just going to drive. He didn't do anything stupid, he didn't try and absolutely rag it, he just, you know, kept his gap and, and won. He did cry at the end, way. though, and that's immature. <laughs> Is that what you've been telling your son? Yeah, it's very immature. And what about Hamilton? He was there. He got taken out by Verstappen, um, which kind of knackered his race. What? Well, what did we think about the? Do you want to talk about that now? Or should we talk about that on the Verstappen section? The the clash. Well, let's talk about it now. It doesn't matter, does it? So I think the clash that was very similar to Verstappen and Ocon's clash a couple of years ago. Mm. Well, it was just this thing of like I'm going to talk about this in state of F1 one as well. But it's just this idea of. Verstappen has been this slightly more mature racer this year. He's given everyone space. It, like when him and Charlie Clerk were up against it in the first few races of the season, it was like, oh, he's such a different person. And he's up against Lewis Hamilton once in the year, and he's just like, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking shank you. And it's just, <laughs> it's actually, it's just like in a way, I should love this because I've always wanted fisticuffs in F1. But it's just like, it's just a beef with Hamilton, isn't it? Mm. It's he really just, doesn't like him for some reason. Yeah, he wouldn't have driven like that if it was. I don't know, anyone else? No, I don't think anyone else, no. Yeah. I don't think he would. I think he'd he'd have probably backed out of it. But then having said that, you know, it does to a certain extent take two to tango. And I suspect that Hamilton's had enough of Verstappen's shit. He's like, well, I'm not fighting for a championship, so no, fuck you. <laughs> You're not coming through. For sure. Uh, um, but it was almost a carbon copy of the, the Ocon-Verstappen thing from, when was it, two, three years ago, where afterwards Verstappen pushed Ocon. Yeah. And in fairness, Ocon... It can seem a little insufferable at times, but I was like, it was exactly the same thing, and you were furious with him, and yet you've done the same thing, and apparently it's now it's now it's terrible. Red Bull. Oh dear, oh dear. So it turns out Red Bull's Wonder Boy can be just a bit of a penis. <laughs> that was an anatomical reference there, not a swear word. Red so penis. I was thinking over the weekend, do you think Verstappen has friends, and if he does? What sort of friend is he? Oh, well, that's a good question. I because... think he, I think he has lackeys. I think he has hangers, hangers on, uh, like you know, like yeah. the guys that hang around with Biff in Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think a conversation with Verstappen is either all about racing, which would get boring, or all mm-hmm. about Max Verstappen, or probably just all about <laughs> his dad. <laughs> oh, you know, my dad. No, 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 the way my dad eats oysters is he um he makes me spit them, he makes me chew them, and then spit them at him, and that's the way I think we should all eat oysters. <laughs> Weirdly specific, but yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, th- I think I'm, I'm almost positive. Like he, he is basically at this point Biff from Back to the Future. Yeah, but you just yeah, he eats a hot dog. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Was I read a thing the other week that apparently whenever Verstappen's like not working, he does like online racing and he loves all that. And I think that's yeah. it. I think what I think I've worked out that Max Verstappen is an incel who has sex with <laughs> Nelson Piquet's daughter. It's an incel who somehow made it made it big. Yeah. So an, an involuntary. He got so successfully stole a girl from Danny Kvyat. An involuntary sexual, <laughs> an insex. <laughs> Insect. He's an insect. (laughs) (laughs) Or I reckon him and Nelson Piquet's daughter have never had sex. 
like he invites her over and then he just wants to show and he says I want to show you my helmet and he's being literal <laughs> and he puts his helmet on plays sim racing and tries to impress her with that yeah. and in fairness probably does because he's quite good at it and Nelson Piquet's in the corner going just finger her <laughs> <laughs> and, being and then he's racist. like oh I've, you're right I've got some I've got some Nomex gloves <laughs> <laughs> Like Nelson Piquet said, I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> this window into Max Verstappen's life was brought to you by Yumbo Supermarkets. <laughs> what about, okay, let's, other teammate, I don't really know where to go from there. Um, what did uh, Perez do to Red Bull to make him choose, make them choose stupid tyres for him? Is that what happened? Yeah, didn't they choose... I'll be honest, so much happened in that race, I can't remember. I'm sure they did. I'll take your word for it. Anyone else remember? I'm going to see anyone else. Terry? I didn't, I haven't really... You didn't watch the race. Okay, good. (laughs) All right, Ferrari. Leclerc says, let me crush my teammates' dreams of a podium in Brazil. That's what you promised. And Ferrari said, don't be an idiot. And also, that's mean. But we've kind of covered Judas-esque tactics, though. So I'm going to ask, what was Ferrari's strategy about? Ferrari don't have strategies. They just kind of they read the tea leaves, or they read a horoscope or something. I think base Bonotto, everything on that. I think Bonotto went, "Oh, you're going to get rid of me, are you? Well, I'm going to show you what it's like without me, which is very similar to what it's like with me. <laughs> so you might as well keep me because the same." Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, more. I mean, less in your face, teammate wrangler. There was a lot of that this weekend. You know, teammate on teammate treachery. Mm. Leclerc was like give me that position and I can sort of understand why in fairness like do you think maybe they should have swapped him around because Leclerc's going for second in the championship Science isn't he's nowhere yeah I think so maybe they should have swapped him yeah but also but don't ask but the thing is the the truth is second in the championship doesn't mean anything does it well is there money is there well, for the manufacturers there is, but maybe I, mean, I suppose they're after. Yeah, for the manufacturers, it makes no difference if yeah, they're, third and they're third and fourth. Yeah, exactly. So I think it would be nice, but also I can see why they wouldn't do it. You know, I think it's just it just sums up. It's like a Christmas party, you know, like a Christmas party in an office, and it really highlights how people feel about each other. So you got like. Some people who've been kind of flirting over the desk all year end up fucking in a toilet. And then there's a fight between two people who have had a big argument about paperclips all year. And I feel it's like that. I think that because Mercedes seems to be, they seem to be in quite good spirits. And obviously, I'm not saying that Russell and Hamilton are going to fuck in the toilet, but I'm also not saying they won't. (laughs) Whereas it feels like Red Bull and Ferrari, both the drivers have just got it in for each other, which, you know. Seems they're both. Seems all those teams are going to say the same next year. I think. Well, I'm not sure they do. I th- I reckon Science and Leclerc probably get on all right, but they're both. Well, Leclerc seems quite ruthless in the way that you know most good drivers are. Oh, he yeah. doesn't seem ru- look. Look, you can't say Leclerc seems ruthless when you put him next to Verstappen, who just no no shafted no, his no. teammate over six. No, very few people are that bad. Yeah, Leclerc's ruthless. Is kind of going like, oh, all right, I'll give you the place, but. I'm gonna hide you. Mm. I'm gonna tie you. Could I? Could I have it? <laughs> could I? Could I have it back? Maybe yeah. I'll have it back. Maybe ruthless is the wrong word. Some he's got some Ruth. With Ruth. Yeah, he's he's Ruthy. Ruth Maddock. I don't know who that is. Heidi, hi. Alpine. After Saturday, Alpine probably wished they'd pulled a sickie for Brazil, but somehow they managed to pull it out of the bag. Alonso, however, became the least desirable teammate of all time. Who would be your dream teammate if you were to be an F1 driver? Oh, let me see if I can guess who Terry would go for. No, 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 no. I wouldn't go for Mansell because... No, 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 no. No, Phil is going to guess who you're going to go for. Well, he's already used my guess. So I think he would... Well, actually, I think he wants to be Nigel Mansell, so I think he'd go for Ricardo Patrese. Ooh. No. Oh. Yeah, but are you yeah. just saying that? Are you just saying that because? No, I'd want, I'd want Gerhard Berger. Oh, really? Yeah. Reasoning? I think I'd be better than him, but I think he'd find <laughs> me funny. <laughs> you reckon you'd have a good laugh together? Yeah, I think he'd find me funny, and he'd you know, in that kind of number one, number two status. I think he'd want to help me because he'd he think that guy is funny. <laughs> 
Good. And Phil, I think you'd want as your teammate um, Emmanuel Piro. I mean, he would seem like a nice chap. Um, I've, I think I'd go for somebody as woeful as possible for similar reasons that I'd want to be better than them. Late um, Andrea de Cesaris. Yeah. Not, not well, so late, not now. So it's not that he's dead, yeah. Um, <laughs> did he die? Did de Cesaris die? He died. Did you imagine he died, that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, oh God, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, probably. It was the. It was the like maybe Taki Inui or Gaston Mazzucani. Was he crap? Bernard. I remember him being terrible. He wasn't that bad, was he? Yeah, but didn't he? He's the one who. Bertrand Gaston. Yeah. Yeah. He went to prison. Oh, yeah, I don't want. To, I don't want him as a teammate. You said Bernard. Bertrand. Um, Bernard yeah, I don't want him. Gachot. Bertrand. Um, I don't want him to fuck me up in with with Mace. So. Yeah. Uh, let's go, let's go, Takianui. I'll do. Do you know what? Actually, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to go for Alonso just because I can do the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Alfa Romeo. Bottas got points again. Yay. But it, if it wasn't for the safety car, though, he would have got more points. Boo. Joe got 12th. What do you think the Alfa Romeo end of season party will be like? For sectum is for all. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I think he'll have gone by then. I think he'll be in his office in Marinello, sort of, you know, putting on his, trying on his red shoes. Um, I don't know. Disappointing. Not as good as Ferraris. Is Bottas staying Unreliable. Next year? Yeah, I think they're both staying. Because, you know, isn't it amazing how Bottas is. You, you kind of forget he exists this year. Like, he's like that, that classic hero to zero. Well, not quite a hero, but he's gone from Mercedes to kind of. Every now and again, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's still going. Well, he's, he's still around. He gets his bum out and he grew a moustache this weekend, so that was fun. I haven't seen him for ages. He looks like uh, Kaki Rosberg now. Ooh. Aston Martin. This was the penultimate Grand Prix of Vettel's career, and it was sad because it all went tits up and he got no points. A lot of it was down to the safety car, though. Do you think he cares? Nah, he's checked out. There was an interview with him where he says something like, oh, it's my last race next week. It'd be nice to win, but I don't think that's realistic. And it made me think, (laughs) I'd like... I'd really like Vettel to win his last race in some like some freak Abu Dhabi wet race. <laughs> so you want Vettel to win, but also Hamilton to win? Oh shit, yeah. And I want it to rain <laughs> in Abu Dhabi. So, I mean, it does, when it rains in Abu Dhabi, it really rains, but it okay. doesn't rain very often. So what if it's a wet race and Vettel and Hamilton cross the line at the exact same point <laughs> when they declare it a tie and they're both on yeah. the uh, on the on the? T- I mean, I'd be up for that. Okay, great prediction. That's never happened, hasn't it? What's the closest finish ever? That's a stat that most people will probably know, but I don't. I think there was one that was down to like the, the thousandths of a second. Mm. But again, because they had technology. It's just a matter of time. We just need more races. More races. Yes. Tell me more, tell me more. Did you get married for? Timmy Ford, Timmy Moore, did you something with cars? Timmy Mallet. <sighs> All right. <laughs> oh, mate, if I could choose one F1 driver not to be this week, it would be Magnussen. And that takes into account Marzipan that isn't allowed to race because his country is run by a psychopath. Do you think Steiner actually thought he was going to do well in the race? I, I disagree entirely i think magnuson had a lovely weekend i think he's probably very happy with it and it'll go down as one of his best he got pole he managed to still get a point in the sprint race even though he knew he was going to get overtaken and he didn't then have to suffer the ignominy of slowly going back out the points of the race because for somebody somebody entirely somebody else's fault he got taken out it's like well i've had the perfect weekend i've done absolutely nothing wrong in fact i've done as well as i could possibly do i'm pretty happy Nah. Yeah. That would be my position. I'm sorry, we're keeping you awake, Chica. Sorry, no. no, no you oh, I think on. he'd be happy. I know, right, I think then. he'd be happy with that. He got a pole position. He got a pole position. That's amazing for a horse. Yeah. It was. It was good. And it wasn't, I mean, there was a chunk of luck involved with it, obviously, but... But he was just out in lap one. He was, but other 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 people were out at the same time. You know, Don't it wasn't like he was the only person out. He drove really well. Uh, at the start of this year, he was pretending to be happy driving like a fucking third-rate Le Mans car, and then thanks to Vladimir Putin, he's now got a pole <laughs> position. Yeah, that's that man true. owes Putin a lot. 
<laughs> oh god all right then yeah well i'm not i'm not agreeing with you but you've got a point um what about and schumacher? so is he Hooray. what about schumacher? didn't pay attention I've, to I've schumacher no he's 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 a mad he's a huge disappointment and look if, if i could choose the one f1 driver not to be this week it's what's his name mick schumacher yeah because he was last when his teammate was on pole yeah the last thing you want is to go yeah. oh well the car's a bit tough this weekend you know but i've had a good time but we've got i think we've got the most out of the car he's what <laughs> <sighs> alpha tauri Sonoda started from the pits and finished last, but Gasly didn't get any penalties for once. Peaks and troughs. What happened with the safety car? But only explain it if it's interesting. Well, it was. It was. This is Sonoda, who finished last. But he finished last because when there's a safety car, the cars that have been lapped can unlap themselves before they get going again. So he did that, but then after he unlapped himself, he dived into the pits for some reason. But then when he came out of the pits, he... He was back behind the pack. And that you can't unlap yourself twice, it seems. So they then kind of let some people pass for some... I'm not quite sure how it worked, but that's the general gist of it. Is that he would have had to unlap himself twice and he wasn't allowed to do it. And so when the race restarted after the safety car, he was a lap behind everybody else and kind of stayed there, obviously. I don't think it's ever happened before. Mm. Yeah, it was interesting. It was weird. But yeah, it wasn't... Actually, no, it wasn't that interesting. Next. McLaren! Norris had a birthday hangover and Ricardo didn't even finish a lap. Ricardo is going to go into his last race for McLaren with a three-place grid penalty. If that was you, would you bother turning up? And if not, what would you do instead? If I was Daniel Ricardo, I would convince Lando Norris and him to swap cars and helmets. <laughs> and so the last race, everyone goes, fucking hell, Daniel Ricardo's really good. And then he kind of pulls off his helmet and everyone goes, oh, no, he's shit. Oh. Like, oh, but yeah, we still love him because he's just an adorable doofus. I mean, yeah, I don't. I I think this will be his last race in F one. I don't think we'll see him back. Certainly not in a race seat. Maybe as a reserve driver. Um, and in some ways, it's a shame because he's a character. And there are fewer characters in the new school lot. I think. Um, but Sergeant Lieutenant Michael Sergeant, he's going to be good. <laughs> yes, exactly. Blackberry. Raspberry, right. raspberry captain. Looking forward to him. <laughs> um, yeah, you know he's not good enough. He's going, and you know he was woeful in this race. I mean, it was a piss poor attempt. Took out the hero of the hour. Useless. Williams. Albon took a gamble with the hard tyres, which was stupid. But other than that, nothing. I really don't have much to say. Uh, do you have anything to say? I mean, Albon was a bit luck- unlucky in that he retired from the sprint because he had a puncture. Um, but he's in a Williams. Um, and the car's not very fast, as Latifi proved, because he is also not very fast. And that was the end of that. But again, it's like we said last week, whoever goes on hard tyres, it never works. No. Never eat the hard tyres. Never, 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 ever, ever, ever. All of which takes us to the standings with Terry Saunders. So, this week's standings is a tribute to Kevin Magnussen getting a pole position. And obviously, he has the standings catchphrase of suck my balls. So, this (laughs) is what all the drivers would say if they were Kevin Magnussen. First place, I won't suck his balls because of Monaco. Right? That's Max Verstappen. Uh, Charles Leclerc is like, it's rumoured there will be new balls for me to suck. Um... Sergio Perez says, I've sucked his balls for two years, and this is the thanks I get. George Russell says, I already have one ball, and I recently paid an escort to suck it. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton just says, the balls, re- here, the balls here really are the best, man. Um, my cousin does all that. That's Carlos Sainz. Uh, Lando says, I was gagging on balls all week. That's why I'm so ill. Um, Ocon says, looking forward to not having to look at granddad's old balls next year. Um, Fernando Alonso says, my balls are the best, but they're constantly let down with inferior underwear. <laughs> Which is ironic because he wears Kimura underwear. That's Fernando Alonso. <laughs> you know what's next to my balls? My ass. It's Valtteri Bottas. Uh, Sebastian Vettel. I'm looking forward to spending more time on my family's balls. Uh, Danny Ricardo. Ricardo is looking for a reserve ball position next year. Anyone can suck mine. All theirs. That'd be easy. Kevin Magnussen in 13th place. Suck my balls. Uh, Pierre Gasly. I will crush Ocon's balls. He didn't get the memo. 
Uh, Lance Stroll says, I had my balls replaced with small titanium globes. Um, Mick Schumacher says, Uncle Ralph said it would help me grow. Um, Yuki Sonoda <laughs> says, balls, balls, balls for a discount. Um, Joe Ganyu says, my balls are very slow. Uh, Alexander Albon says, my mum uses my balls to smuggle cocaine. <laughs> Nicholas Atifi says, I'm going to be a face of bulls next year. And Nick DeVries is Nick DeBulls. And I've realised now we've got a new catchphrase for Nick DeVries because it's just steal the something. So Nick DeBulls. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh. for the teams, I can't remember why I came up with this idea, but this is the teams. If instead of being team names, they were real human people's names. <laughs> Think of like... Pinocchio. So Red Bull would be Rodney Rodney Bull. <laughs> Ferrari would be Frank R. Harry. Mercedes would be Mr. Sadie. Alpine would be Alpinas. McLaren would be McDarren. Alfa Romeo would be Albert Romeo Bravo. Aston Martin would be someone called Assman Martin. Hass would be Aston Blumenthal. Albert Tari would be Albert Ferdinand Tony Oil. No, hang on. The best I said Tony Owl. <laughs> Albert Ferdinand Tony Owl. And Williams would be William Franks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like I like I Albert Ferdinand Tony Oil. And now for the man of the match of driving. George Kevin Russell. Magnuson. Oh. And now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. So, Terry, who's your favourite driver? Oh, you know, Twat Verstappen. Look, I've got a confession to make. This year, reluctantly, I've been slightly reappraising my view on the little Dutch wunderkind. Yes, he was a total dick last year, but now, has he matured into a dignified and noble world champion, and do I have to aim all my considerable ire onto George Russell? Well, thanks to the two incidents this weekend, Mr. Russell can stand down until another day because Maximum Verstappen has just shown how much he's been moulded by his father figure, Joke Verstappen. Coming up against Lewis Hamilton again for probably the first real fight this year. Now with his championship in the bag and a ton of examples of him racing fair and square. Did he do that here? Did he? Fuck. He squeezed the eight-time champion like he was a second time around teabag. But it was him dunking on his teammate at the end of the race that made me truly hate this guy all over again like it was 2014. After giving up his place to allow Max to try and get further ahead, Sergio was told that yes, absolutely, of course Max would give the place back at the end. Why would you doubt that? What about his personality or father would lead you to believe he'd be a dick about it? Well, guess what, listeners? He was a grade-A dick about it. The world champion, who's got everything he wants, including a racist father-in-law and full access to Kvyat's child, decided that no, sixth place was far too important to give back to Perez. Fucking sixth. As Senna once said, if you don't renege on your word to finish fucking sixth after you've already won the championship, are you really a racing driver after all? But don't worry, I have a solution. Obviously now... Perez doesn't have to do anything for Max. He's managed a few lucrative seasons for Red Bull. He can retire on a high and soon enough Max will need his help and Perez can tell him to go fuck himself. But what if that situation never comes up? How else can Perez get his revenge? Well, Sergio, if you're listening, here are five options. One, crash everywhere. Whenever you see Max in your mirrors, just crash, slam on the brakes and do a hard left. Two, whilst Max sleeps, put one of his hands in a bowl of warm water and the other on a landmine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> three fuck his dad and make max watch four set up a fucking orange flare in his fucking helmet and five beat him in 2023 you can do it checo uh, i'm gonna say I, I i should you know this this isn't this is a democracy so i need you both to agree to this but i think perez should be our driver of the year next year because i think we need to give him our full support i want to see perez beat verstappen next year yeah I mean, uh, I would too, but I think the other four suggestions are more realistic. Okay, what? let's 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 crowdfund them landmine. Yeah, yeah. That is it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about the young drivers test, which hasn't happened yet, but will happen after Abu Dhabi. And I don't know any of the young drivers who are taking part this year. Not even Alonso this year. No. And to Terry Saunders. 
We have not had time to talk about it. McLaren has revealed a tweaked F1 livery for the Abu Dhabi season finale. <laughs> I'm not just reading a headline. Next. Yeah, and we won't mention it again. <laughs> we'll be back in a week to discuss the double points finale in Abu Dhabi. Can Rosberg hang on to his lead? In the meantime, Ooh. check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. Terry, where can people buy merch? ff1s.com forward slash shop 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 thanks for listening see you in a week Ivan G. Kras goodbye goodbye Sports Social Podcast Network